It's Sunday morning. That means it's time for Mile High Magazine. Glad you're here today. I am Murphy Houston, your host, most every Sunday for at least half of Mile High Magazine. And joining me today is Tom Seaver. He's the director of the Colorado Lottery down in beautiful Pueblo. Tom, good morning. Welcome to Mile High Magazine. Good morning, Murphy. Thank you for having me. Tom and I were reminiscing because years ago I used to do the lotto drawings down at Channel 4 here in Denver. We had a lot of memories. I could write a book. I'm telling you, Tom, I could write a book about some of the adventures we've had. Oh, I would read it. (laughs) I bet you would. (laughs) But let's talk about another situation that seems to be growing throughout, well, not just Colorado, but the, the entire country, and that's the gambling problem. And you hear about that all the time when we do uh, run tickets uh, or promos for the lottery or other gambling facilities. It's always, if you have a gambling problem, call this number. Is the problem gambling in the country and in Colorado that big? Is it huge? Well, about 4 to 6 million U.S. adults or 2 to 3 percent of the population are considered problem gamblers. And about another 2 million or 1 percent of the adult population meet the criteria for, for having a gambling disorder. So it's not a lot unless it's somebody that you know. Uh, and then it seems like a lot. Yeah, and, and describe, if we can, a little bit about what the gambling problem is. What do you describe as a problem? Is it a small thing, a big thing? I'm sure it probably varies, but maybe a definition will help us understand. Well, it really varies from person to person. And one of the difficult things about problem gambling is that it's not easy to spot. You know, someone can hide their gambling behavior pretty easily uh, in most cases until it gets to be a big problem. And then, you know, it's uh, something that requires professional treatment, just like any other addiction or any other issue that causes people's lives to be upset. Well, I would imagine if one person in a family is gambling, the family would have to be somewhat aware, wouldn't they, what's going on? You would hope that someone in the family would be tuned in to the behavior of the person that's having the problem enough to to talk to them and encourage them to get professional help. But again, like other forms of addiction, people are afraid sometimes to approach somebody for fear that they're going to be upset by that or that they're not going to want to listen to them. But there are a lot of ways that you can look for. There are signs that you can look for to try to spot uh, problem gambling. I could talk about some of those if you'd like. Oh, yeah, please do, because that might help a lot of people. You know, it's it's a it's a pathological or compulsive behavior, and it's it's a progressive addiction that can be identified mostly by a preoccupation with gambling. Now, signs of gambling addiction can include things like a need to bet more money and more frequently in order to get that rush, constantly trying to chase losses. Chasing losses is one of the most common issues where you lose some money and then you think, well. If I just spend another $50 or whatever, I can get that back. Chasing loss is a very bad sign. Um, People who feel restless or irritable uh, when they're trying to stop, those are things that you really want to keep an eye out for uh, if you're a a person who has a, a family member or a friend who you think might be having a gambling problem. Well, I bet that's something to be aware of for sure. And and you can tell me uh, the gambling now that we see so much of their advertising. Heck, there's a whole radio stations that talks about betting and the odds. Is that increasing the problem? Well, I think there's an increasing amount of choices for people now with gambling more than ever before. Yes, and obviously, you know the 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 prevalence of gambling in our culture has never been as high as it is today, and that's why we think 
events like Problem Gambling, Gambling Awareness Month are so important because we need to spend more energy trying to help people who might be developing a problem. Well, that's a good point you brought up, and a nice segue here, Tom. What is Problem Gambling Awareness Month? Talk about that and what it means and when's it going on. It just uh, wrapped up. March was Problem Gambling Awareness Month, but for us it's a year-round initiative. So even though there was a lot of focus on problem gambling in March, uh, bringing awareness to problem gambling is something we do year-round with the Colorado Lottery. Um, The month itself was a national initiative a grassroots campaign that brought together a wide variety of stakeholders like public health organizations, treatment providers, advocacy groups, and gambling operators like the lottery to work collaboratively to let people know that hope and help uh, exist. This was our 20th year participating in Problem Gambling Awareness Month. So it has definitely grown in, uh, in importance. Uh, and we've grown in the amount of resources that we've devoted to it. Well, and how does that affect, like, you guys at Colorado Lottery? Uh, what what kind of awareness were you doing, doing during the month of March for that? So this year's campaign featured a lot of different elements. Um, we had an outdoor campaign. We have a lot of social media activities that we do. Um, and then just on a day-to-day practical uh, matter, we – Use all of our tickets, have a problem gambling helpline number printed on them. Um, Every retailer is trained in problem gambling awareness. We post responsible gambling messages on social media. We train our employees, our retailers, and our commissioners about how to spot problem gambling, what to do, um, how to support people who may be having a problem with problem gambling. So it really stretches across a lot of things. One of the things that's really cool that we're doing this year is we're initiating a problem gambling prevalence study, which will be a comprehensive study um, across Colorado about about gambling. And it it hasn't been done. A study like this hasn't been done since 1997. And obviously a lot has changed in the state since then. So we're going to try to get a better understanding of the gambling habits and preferences of people across the state. And it's going to look at all forms of gambling from bingo and online games to playing the lottery and sports betting. So we're going to try to get more information and information is obviously one of the most important things uh, you can have when you're, when you're dealing with uh, a big issue like problem gambling. Is it, is it bigger in Colorado than in the other areas or does it, do you know that? Well, we'll know a lot better once we complete the study. Um, I think there's probably, where there's more opportunity, there's more gambling. And we'll see what the numbers look like for Colorado. But I think, you know, it's just going to be a, a matter of getting a really good measure on it and then seeing what kinds of issues exist so we can create specific kinds of, of, of responses. Is it more of a, a metro, a city problem, or is it a rural problem? A lot of rural areas in Colorado, or does it make a difference? Well, I don't, I don't think it makes that much of a difference. And the reason I say that is because with the advent of the Internet and the ability to people to gamble online um, and the proximity of casinos, um, places all over the state, that's a... That's a is that the president calling or... Yeah, that's, yeah. Oh, she'll have to wait. Yeah, okay. um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. That's all right. Um, 
I don't think it is really an isolated problem. I think because people have more and greater access to different forms of gambling, uh, especially through the online methods, uh, I don't think it's going to be isolated to metro areas. I think it's going to be something that is prevalent throughout the state. Well, it's become so easy. And that's a good point you just brought up in your conversation there. It's just so easy to bet now, isn't it? Well, it is. It's never been easier. And access to gaming in in all of its forms is uh, extraordinarily easy. And it's and that's by design, obviously. So um, the more access there is, the more likelihood people are going to tap into it. That's for sure. So when they say, when there's always that little tag at the end, uh, try to gamble responsibly. What does it mean to play responsibly? Now, that's a great question. And we always have some helpful tips for people to, to kind of keep some, some boundaries around their gambling. I think one of the most important is thinking of gambling as entertainment, not as a way to make money or as a retirement plan. You know, it's supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be a serious financial endeavor to gamble. Um, Another one is setting a gambling budget and sticking to it, not allowing yourself, especially to chase losses like I was talking about earlier. Set your budget and stick to it. Another one is taking a break every now and then. I think one of the most important ways to tell if you're developing an addiction is if you can walk away from it for a little bit and not do it and still be able to feel happy and balanced in your life. Um, also, avoid gambling when you're feeling lonely or angry or depressed. It's, it's not an outlet, you know, and if you rely on it for that, then it can become a bigger problem. Setting a spending limit, not just money, but time, that's really important. One of the ways that people become addicted to gambling is they spend more and more time with it, and then it becomes more and more important. So it's not just setting a limit on your money. It's spending, setting a limit on your time. And obviously balancing gambling with other activities that you that you have in your life. If you start looking at your life and start thinking, gosh, I'm spending a lot of time gambling, maybe it's time to reexamine those priorities a little bit. Boy, I guess. Those are excellent tips for sure. In fact, a couple of guys that I know that do some gambling, the one you mentioned about, I take a certain amount of money. When that's gone, I'm done. I don't try to and go walk get more. Away. And just yeah. walk away and I go home. And he said, and that doesn't, you know, they're kind of good gamblers, I guess. It doesn't happen right away. It could be a couple, two, three hours, four hours. How much more do you need, really, as far as you say, balance out that time and just don't spend all your time gambling. That, That's an addiction, right? Well, absolutely. And it's one of those things that it sneaks up on people and they don't really uh, maybe aren't paying as close attention. But if you start thinking about it in those terms and setting limits and, you know, knowing that it's only supposed to be a certain amount of your life and your time that you spend with it, that becomes easier, easier to control it. Absolutely. We're talking with Tom Seaver, director of the Colorado Lottery, busy here in the state of Colorado. Tom, how long have you guys been around Colorado, the lottery? It's been, well, I was involved many years ago. Well, 1983 um, was when the lottery kicked off. So it's been, it's been quite a spell. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we're 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 happy to be here, and we uh, obviously you know responsibility is one of the most important things that we can do. Um, we joined the World Lottery Association a few years back, and they have a very comprehensive list of standards and practices that you can undertake to be certified as a responsible gaming organization. So 
we take it very seriously. We're, we're one of only a handful of lotteries. There are 13 lotteries in the U.S. that are certified to be level three um, responsible gaming organizations, and we're applying to become a level four organization, and that would put us in pretty elite company. There are only eight lotteries in the U.S. that are level four certified for responsible gaming. So we take it very seriously. It permeates every part of our business. Um, it's not a box you check. It's a mindset that you have to have. And so we take it very seriously. And obviously, uh, Problem Gambling Awareness Month is a big time of emphasis for us. But it's also uh, at the holidays when people are giving lottery tickets as gifts. Yes, right. We emphasize not to give lottery tickets to minors, uh, not to let minors play the lottery. Uh, it's not a kid's game. It's for adults. And so there are a lot of times during the year, like I said earlier, where we're focused on responsible gaming all the time. Well, Tommy, you're on top of it. And before I let you go, give us the number if you have gambling issues for help, or where do they go for help if they're listening now? There must be, Is there a, a doctor or something they can see? So uh, the helpline number is 1-800-522-4700. Um, you can also visit coloradolottery.com to get connected to the service providers or www.problemgamblingcolorado.org. So 1-800-522-4700, that's the main way people connect with the Problem Gambling Hotline, um, and that's, that's the best starting place. Well, Tom Seaver, uh, director of the Colorado Lottery, you really sound like you're on top of it. You must be leading the country with your advice because you've got, you got some good stuff going. Murphy, thank you so much. You know, we're we're very committed to protecting our players and, and to doing things responsibly at the Colorado Lottery, and that's always going to be our priority. Well, keep up the good work, Tom, and uh, thanks for coming on Mile High Magazine so a lot of people can hear what they need to hear about what's happening in their lives when it comes to gambling. Thanks for that. Thank you for having me. You bet, Tom. Thank you guys, too. It's Mile High Magazine. I'm Murphy Houston. Don't go away. we got more coming up next.